0: Edie misses the second one. The Illini will run it up and then just kind of dribble. Pajimski will dribble. The crowd rises to its feet. Pajimski driving with two, with one. And the clock runs out. Standing ovation for the Boilermakers. We'll probably see him in Indianapolis at some point. Two good teams. Going at it, but Purdue, the better team, especially in the second half after Illinois had a two-point lead, and uh, the Boilermakers get the win here tonight over Illinois,
1: 84-68. Ay ay ay! It's like a Charles Dickens novel, the tale of two halves. First half, one of the most exciting halves of college basketball this season. The second half, Illinois can't buy a three-point bucket. Jaden Ivey shows who he is, and Purdue takes it. They sweep the regular season series against the lineye. I- Welcome in to the Fasteners, etc. post-game show here, Evan Khan. Mike Latulip, wrapping up this 84 to 68 Purdue win over the Illini. First, with our rapid reaction, brought to you by Cozad Asset Management for half a century. They've been a part of every one of our Illini football and basketball post-game shows. Cozad Asset Management, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. We welcome in former Illini Mike Latulip and. Uh, it was the Jay Ivey show, but uh, it felt like the Illini had the game plan in the first half, and then Purdue flipped the script on them for the second twenty minutes.
2: Yeah, I actually thought they did a really good job on Jay Ivey for the most part in the first half. They were shrinking the floor; the, the you know the gaps were clogged, and you know you just can't start off a second half like that defensively. And Hunter got downhill on Plummer a bunch of times, and. Ivy was extremely patient in ball screens to to get some easy looks in those first five minutes and from there all bets are off like when you get a top five pick top three pick whatever he's gonna end up being feeling confident then he gets out in transition and and he's finishing a you know out and above guys and that was a story in my opinion I get they kind of extended that lead throughout the second half but those first five minutes I think dictated the rest of the game.
1: Jay Nivey scores 22 of his game-high 26 points there, and, and and that was the story. That In the first half, Purdue was getting contributions from everybody left and right. I mean, you could have picked somebody out of the stands, put them in a Purdue uniform, and they were going to hit a three. And then the Illini, outside of, of Kofi, who does his thing as he normally does, he got buckets in both, both the first and the second half, ran in a little foul trouble in the first half, but... Uh, Line I can't put enough together, and they fall here at Mackey Arena, 84-68. We want to hear from you guys. Late night edition of the Fasteners Etc. game show. Give us a call on the fan line or text the CASTLE HEATING and Cooling TEXT line. You guys are next. Trent Meacham from COZAD Asset
3: Management and Jay Downey from the Downey Group.
4: Championship teams are strategic on offense and strong on
2: defense. This is our game plan for your financial future. Grow your wealth using personalized
4: investment strategies with Cozad Asset Management. Protect your wealth through industry-leading life, disability, and long-term care insurance services with the Downey Group. The Cozad Downey Alliance
5: creates a team you can trust with your financial future. We've partnered together to serve individuals, multi-generational families, and businesses in this community for all of their financial planning needs. Are you positioned to experience financial growth? Are the futures of your family and business secure with proper insurance protection?
4: Grow with Cozad, protect with Downey. It's time to plan your winning game. Call me today at 356-8363 to get started.
1: Securities offered through M Holding Securities, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Cozad Investment Advisory Services offered through Cozad Asset Management, Inc. Cozad Asset Management and the Downey Group, Inc. are independently owned and operated.
3: The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues. On your flagship home for fighting Illini athletics, News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-9397. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with your host, Evan Kahn. Gets it back, tried to throw it across to Ivy, intercepted
0: by Grandison. Turnover, Illinois got it. Out top, Plummer for three, and it's gone! Plummer buries the three! Clicking on all cylinders, shooting
1: 83%. Well, they were. It was fast and furious scoring there in the first half. The Illini scored 21 points in the first 10 minutes. Then the whistles came to play and it grinded down, and then the Illini did not shoot 83% in the second half. But a big first half from Alfonso Plummer. All 14 of his points come there to. Give the Illini a two point lead, but they lose by 16. Fasteners, etc. post game show with Evan Kahn. And we got to get that intro recut with Gene because uh, Michael Tulip's been hanging out with us for quite a few post games now, and he will be here throughout the season. So he's helping us break down this loss here tonight. Plenty of texts coming in early on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. You can send in your thoughts there, 217 351 five three five seven brent in belleville said purdue decided to let us live on the perimeter in the second half the three-point looks were pretty wide open but couldn't knock any of them down if you just hit five of those it's a ball game struggled with the illini that is struggle with teams that drive to the rim and, and get there effectively and, and we kind of touched on it there in our rapid reaction mike um, in the first half, DeMonte and and Trent, for the most part, they didn't even let Ivy touch the ball. I think he had two shots in the first half overall, or he made one shot, one of five, had two free throws. But uh, he, he just flipped the script there in the second half, and no matter who the Illini were putting him on, talked with Simeon, uh, he he had to get up early, couldn't stay up late with us tonight. But it uh, sounds like they were putting everybody on Ivy in the second half and, and nobody could get any stops.
2: Yeah, some guys with that type of athleticism, it just doesn't matter. You know, we watch John Moran. I know that's the the comp for, for Jaden Ivey. You watch him, it just does not matter. You can have one of the best defenders in the country in Trent Frazier, and Demonte Williams is an elite defender as well. And if you don't sustain it for 40 minutes, eventually a guy like that is going to break through and have those moments where he scores 22 points in the second half. And um, like I said, that that first five minutes, you get Jaden Ivy downhill hits a couple floaters gets around the rim makes a couple free throws I, I'm not sure you can shut that faucet off once it once it gets going because not only the player Jaden Ivy is but the way that that team is constructed with their shooting and with their you know low post presence it yeah. does a lot to aid a guy like Jaden Ivy to do what he does and man they were clicking on all cylinders there to to finish off the that second half and you saw Matt Painter too. Uh, he didn't take anything out until
1: oh, I think we we got a little bit of a, a buffer there as we do the remote post game show. But uh, five points and
2: it kind of really oh, just se- know, just second, them.
1: Mike. Sorry, we, we lost you as soon as you went into how Purdue left their starters in, which uh, uh, is is I I thought that was a curious point that they left their starters until the end.
2: Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're all good. I think we just had a, a little buffer there.
2: Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I I thought I thought first and Morton were were solid there and provided ten first half points. And um that ends up being the story. Mason Gillis hits you know, hits two threes and I, they got a lot of contributions from a lot of guys in, in timely moments and you, you look at the Illinois side of things and that wasn't really the case. And, and I think, I, I said it before the game, this type of game, it's a player's game. You can throw the X's and O's out. Great players got to be great players. And Purdue's players, you know, great players were great players tonight. So that ended up being the difference.
1: Yeah, nine different guys score for Purdue. And, it, and it's left and right. And, and they were big shots the times that they were hitting them. You said it, Morton, Thompson. Hunter there for a, a stretch to open the second half. Meanwhile, the, the Illini, it, it just came in spurts. P- Plummer had had his big moment there in the first half. Kofi w- was kind of steady Eddie, as he always is. And, and Corbello for spurts one time in the first half and another time in the second half. But they just couldn't consistently get anything running. And you were talking about Ivy shooting it with confidence. it as the texter pointed out, you know, Jacob Grandison had at least two if not three wide open looks there in the second half and just not knocking them down with confidence. It was good to see RJ get the get the Illini in the board and, and nice to see a freshman shooting with that confidence, but just, just not enough falling there in the second half for the Illini. Um, uh, A texter, Roy, pointing out uh, that that Purdue left their starters until the end and the Illini decided to bring in their bench. uh, The second time that that's happened in in the last couple weeks, I think Maryland did something similar. And uh, Benny says the Illini played a good first half, Purdue played a better second half. (laughs) Let's get Northwestern this Sunday. uh, Maybe that's why I'm not overreacting to this because Worst case scenario after this loss is Illinois is still in first place. You're 0-2 against Purdue. That sucks. You you know, didn't get the revenge there. Don't hold any of the tiebreakers. But you're still sitting good. There's still nine games left to play. This isn't March, and those March games will will be played on the neutral floor. But uh, I I don't know how much it had to do with Mackey, but uh, the Illini didn't look settled for a lot of that second half.
2: Yeah, they didn't. But at the same time, they looked great in the first five minutes of the game. So, so clearly the the crowd wasn't an issue. I, I think mm-hmm. you take this game, you take certain things you can draw from it. Namely, they got to get better on the defensive glass. They have to. For as good of an offensive rebounding team as they are, this Illinois team has to be better on the defensive glass. And, and I'm looking at Plummer. You know, 32 minutes on the floor, you get zero rebounds. And I get it. Kofi's in there. There's a lot of guys flying in, but you got to find a way to stick your nose in there. And I, and I thought him too defensively, there's going to be a lot of these elite level teams that go at him. They're going to go at him. That was mm-hmm. a clear strategy to start that second half. They got Eric Hunter in ball screens with his left hand getting downhill. Plummer gets hung up on some ball screens. And that ends up being kind of the, the jolt that they needed to start that half. So, yeah, I think there are some things that you can learn from with film, but you got to move on. You got to move on to Northwestern because the reality is, you're sitting here in first place tied for first place and if and if you ask anybody during Kansas City hey we're going to be sitting here <laughs> at 10 and 3 tied for first place uh, coming here down the stretch you'd probably take it
1: fasteners et cetera post game show here on news talk 1493 9 fm wdws champagne urbana and light rock 975 whms Champaign-Urbana, five seconds to spare. Love to see that on the ID. Plenty of thoughts coming in here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. You can give us a call on the fan line, 217-356-9397. No, it's a, a little bit of a, a late edition here of the Fasteners, etc., game show. So let's get into our MX electrifying player of the game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service, both residential and commercial needs. Call 217-359-7297 three to schedule your project and remember relax call max not a whole lot of argument on on this one and sadly we can't give it to an Illini player but uh goes off for a a game high 26 points and really takes things over in the second half is kind of a a layup to give it to to Jaden Ivey here tonight
2: agreed yeah it's Jaden Ivey and he, he showed why he's a top five pick. And, and look, I mentioned it, those pieces work really well together. And when he's getting downhill and putting pressure on you and getting you on your heels, the next step is you start, you know, trying to clog things to build walls and he's spraying it out to these three point shooters. And it's part of the reason why he had six assists as well. So, you know, I I thought he was special tonight and he showed his worth and man, when he's clicking and they're getting these, you know, these other, I I guess help from these other parts like first and and Morton and Thompson that's I mean that's just a really tough team to beat.
1: So Jaden Ivey, 26 points, six assists, four boy boards. The Purdue Boilermaker is going to give our MX electrifying player of the game.
0: Purdue going for the juggler. Travion Williams. Out top to Jaden Ivey. Eight and a half minutes to go. They've outscored Illinois by 16 in this half. Here is Thompson. Chan of Boiler up on Williams. Frazier hits the floor. He's hurt. Ivy's open for three. Got it. And let's hope Trent's okay.
1: Trent was indeed okay. Man, it was loud in there tonight. And that was a big shot for Jaden Ivy along the way for his game high 26, getting our MX electrifying player of the game. If you want to call in, don't have a screener tonight, so you'll just have to bear with me. Uh, I, I promise I'll screen your call, 217-356-9397. Plenty of text to get to here on the Fasteners Etc. Post game show.
4: Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say, let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. For as long as you can remember, your spouse has been your rock. But when they begin to experience signs of dementia, you both need someone to lean on. Autumn Leaves of Savoy is a pioneer in memory care assisted living with cottage style residences that feel just like home. Autumn Leaves staff members provide personalized care for each resident to unlock memories and create meaningful moments. So while your spouse receives the best care available, you can focus solely on loving them. If someone you know is experiencing memory loss, please visit autumnleaves.com. Hey Eye fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number 1 in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow! What's Kasasa checking with Prospect Bank? It's like adding points to the scoreboard for being a good team player. Open an account online at bankprospect.com. Member FDIC.
3: The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini Fan Line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling Text Line, 217-351-5357.
0: Frazier to the left wing. Back to his right to Grandison for three. Looks good. It is. Nothing but that for Jacob Grandison. Hunter, bad pass, stolen by Grandison, took it away from Gillis. Grandison in to end layup is good! Grandison with five. Here goes Frazier, splits the defense, down the lane, floater, missed it, rebound, Coburn up and in! Coburn on the follow.
1: And that was part of that fast and furious first half there. Jacob Grandison with five quick points early. And then Kofi Coburn gave the Illini their largest lead of the night, 9, with 10.29 to go. It's hard to believe the Illini led this game for 12 minutes in the first half, but... In the second half, I don't think they let it all. Right away, Edie scored a bucket. Oh, that's Kofi responded, and then Edie responded, and then I think it was Ivy, and then it was a whole lot more Ivy. And, and that's kind of all she wrote. Purdue wins it over the Illini, snapping their four-game win streak. Here on the Fasteners, Etc. cetera, post-game show with Evan and Mike. Plenty of texts rolling in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. We'll try to get your calls on as well. Ring in with your thoughts. Larry in Springfield says lost tonight to a potential final four team. Likely we'll see them again. Cannot have uh, dead spells where we go cold. Yeah, this was a a game of runs and and way too many O runs for Purdue uh, against the Illini. Uh, Could also improve uh, on our defensive rebounding, as Mike was uh, alluding to Their Poor effort there. And the rebounding was really frustrating because... One, Purdue wasn't missing shots in the second half, 20 for 31. And and on top of that, I think in their first seven missed shots, they had four offensive rebounds. And we're talking on the defensive side, but just rebounding as a whole from everybody, it's a a team effort thing. And we see it from the Illini and Spurs, but this is one of those uh, sense of urgency moments where not enough guys were attacking the glass tonight.
2: Well, two things, right? I think one, you talk about the defensive rebounding and think about what makes Illinois such a good team right? And why they rank so high in offensive rebounding and what that allows you to do from an offensive efficiency standpoint. And that's exactly what Purdue did to them. And that's kind of exactly what, you know, over the last four or five games, teams have been doing to them. And it it puts so much strain on your defense. And then you talk about the runs, right? You know, they go on a 19 to three run in the first half. They go on another run in the second half. And typically, I mean, go back to the Iowa game earlier this year, Iowa, you know, as a 21 to Two run, yeah. I think, in, the, in that first half, and then they have another half, run in the second half. And when you have, when you're playing on the road, you cannot let that home team string together two or three runs like that. It's it's just hard to sustain. Luckily, they had a, a good enough lead in the first half to you know be able to to kind of stem the tide with that 19 to three run. But once you start giving them another one and another one, it, the wheels are going to fall off against a team like that.
1: Uh, more texts here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 618 Texter says 1 of 10 in the second half. Yeah, and that's uh, the hardest part about that is because they were making threes in the first half, and they were very timely. 7 of 16 in the first half shot it at a 44% clip, but in the second half, only a 10% clip. Uh, texter earlier said a couple of those fall. I think you get a little more confidence on the offensive end and the defensive end, but they just weren't falling for the Illini here tonight. Uh, 801 Texter says that there are uh, about eight teams that are better than the Illini and hopefully get the chance to face one of those eight teams on a neutral court. I agree. Uh, and some text or we'll get to those texts. I'm I'm just scrolling through here. We've got plenty of text messages here. Uh, another. Th- thought uh eric asking how the teams are tied both teams have 10 and 3 records that's how they are tied atop the big 10 standings and uh 815 texter doesn't care about how good ivy is um if you have aspirations for final four winning at all you have to be better and not get blown out like this hey it it wasn't a good second half but did, did they not lose in double overtime to the same team? And did they not? I, I, these are a lot of losses, but this team is very close. See, I, I, I'm not going to blow things out of proportion from 20 bad minutes uh, from the Illini.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, look, Purdue. This is the top three team in the country, you know. And it's hard because Illinois has been so good over the past couple of years that you know you look at a game like this, and it's almost like five years ago, you'd be like, man, what a great first half, you know, maybe we can do something down the road. <laughs> and now it's just, it's different, right. You know, the, the goalpost moves. And I understand that. And, and absolutely after that first half, there is no reason why you shouldn't think this Illinois team can compete with Purdue. It's just, you know, we talk about all the time with this Illinois team, right? There are times during the season where you see in a five minute spurt, whether it's Plummer or whether it's Frazier, this team can bury you. This Illinois team can bury you and end the game in a five minute spurt. And that's, you saw it in Nebraska. You know, you've seen it different times this year. And that's what makes this team really potent. It's the same thing with Purdue. If you are not playing a full 40 minutes, they will bury you in a five to seven minute stretch. It's, it's just that simple. And, you know, I, I love the way their team is constructed. I, I really do. And it was just, yeah, it was one, it was too much Jaden Ivy tonight, but we talk about the defensive rebounding. There are a lot of things that they did not do well tonight, but, you know, they did take care of the ball. But then again, Purdue doesn't force a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not really their MO. So, yeah, I, I mean, I thought there were certain elements. You know, Andre Curbelo plays 21 minutes, doesn't have an assist. and But, you know, Purdue isn't a great defensive team. I think they're 107th in the country defensively. But I, I thought they did a great job of clogging gaps tonight on everybody not named Andre Curbelo. And it led to a lot of these. I, I get there were some open threes, but there were just some threes that were kind of at the end of the shot clock that had to go up. And I, that's that's credit to Purdue's defense because they did such a good job of it. And the last point I'll make is this game was a lot like this the previous game at in Indiana. It was just kind of flipped, and you saw Indiana missing shots in that mm-hmm. second half. There's a there's a certain element of having pressure shots in the first half. You're up, you know, shots are going in, they're falling. You know, if you miss the shot, you're still up seven. There's a different type of psychology that goes into those shots, where in the second half, now you're down six. Now you're down eight. And the weight that you put into each of those shots is greater. It just is. That's just human nature. So you got to find ways to, to treat every possession as its own possession. And easier said than done. But I think that ended up being the story of the second half. There were just guys were hesitating. And we saw Grandison do it. We've seen DeMonte Williams do it. These are great shooters, and they need to just step in. And I saw R.J. Melendez make three, the only three in the second half, and Brad Underwood immediately turned to the bench. I don't know what he said, but I'm sure it's something along the lines of, like, that's the way you step into a shot and knock it down, and that's what Melendez did. So he, you're going to start seeing his – I can go on a Melendez tangent, but you're going to start his, seeing his minutes increase, and he's, he's taking some of the Coleman Hawkins minutes, and he's start taking other people's minutes if, if, if they're not confident because he plays with confidence.
1: Yeah, he was uh, he was the guy that they brought off the bench there in, in the first half to guard Ivy. He didn't let Ivy score, but he fouled him twice in, in about a minute. But it, it shows—you did you... steal
2: the ball. He stole the ball from him in the second half. He's the only mm-hmm. guy that got a hand on the ball in the second half. So he's gonna be a—he's gonna be a stud, man.
1: They got a they got a lot of confidence in, in R.J. Melendez, and, and he actually might have scored a, his season high here tonight with eight yeah. points. Um, yeah. as I, I think
2: I, it was six. I think six at Northwestern was his career high.
1: So yeah, uh, <laughs> Melendez sets it, his career high for points. He he scored six on three different occasions. So. Uh, his first time going for eight tonight, and, and yeah, so, so much of that. It was DeMonte. DeMonte hits the 25-footer in the first half, and then he's hesitating. He, he got, I remember just one open look at the top of the key. It's like, those are the shots that you got to shoot. You got to knock them down with confidence. And, and yeah, just way too much hesitation in the second half. And and, and as we've uh, kind of talked about here and some text messages alluding to it, I I, I think it was the own pressure that the line I put on themselves, it wasn't necessarily Mackie or or anything like that. Um, I, I thought it was more the line I saw that clock ticking down. Um, and, and as usual, unusual as the shot clock ticks down there at West Lafayette, I don't know if they've got a shot clock from the 1980s or something. They need to they need to update that. I understand you want to stick with the old school gym feel, but let's get some decimal points on the shot clock, eh? Um, so, so there's my my little complaint about uh, Purdue here on the Fasteners etc. post game show. Let's do our Pekin Insurance beyond the expected moment of the game. Don't fall behind early. Build up a solid lead against the unexpected with Pekin Insurance. Visit PekinInsurance.com or contact Pekin Insurance agent to start defending your assets. Uh, and. Once again, sadly, I think we're going to have to go to the Purdue side on this, and and I saved this. I was hoping it was a, a transitional highlight to where Purdue went on their run, and then Illinois was going to go back on on their run, and things were going to be good. But Eric Hunter's little nine-zero run kind of started taking the the wind out of the Illini sails, and, and and I think that's when when you saw the flip. Like you said, they were they were going at Plumber. They found something there, and, and, and a lot of the game changed when, when he took off.
2: Well, isn't it weird how basketball works? It's, you know, it, all of a sudden when, when easy layups like that start happening, the floor looks so spread out every time you watch a defensive possession. But if, you know, it, if it's 67-55 Purdue and all of a sudden it's 67-63, for some reason that the defensive side of the ball for Illinois the floor looks smaller again, and it looks harder for <laughs> Purdue to score. It's it's bizarre what basketball can do like that, but but that's why it's so important to stay locked in for forty minutes on that end because you get some easy shots for Purdue in those first five minutes, and that you know the the sea parts um, like the red sea parts in a way, and then you have a guy like Jaden Ivy getting downhill, and some of those were late shot clock misses by Illinois where they were able to get the rebound and get out in transition, and that was really the story. But uh, yeah, the, that Eric Hunter. For sure. You know, he came out and he's had moments like that. He had a big game for them and at Minnesota was really the player of the game. And, um and they have those type of guys. I'm not sure there's really anybody on that team in that rotation where you completely just have to forget about it. Like, and that's what makes them so tough. And that's what makes them so deep. Um, a lot of teams play nine, 10, 11 guys, but after probably seven, six or seven, you're like, eh, like we don't have to worry about those guys. They, they truly have nine guys that they can play where, you know, at some point you have to worry about them on the floor for, for one reason or another with, with Morden and first and Thompson, it's just the scrappiness, the extra effort type stuff. And then obviously with Edie and Ivy and Williams, it's just, it's high level, all big 10 type of playing. So they they can hit you in a lot of areas. And I think we saw that tonight.
1: Yeah. Seven different guys knocked down trays for Purdue tonight, but uh, uh, maybe the biggest one uh, is our peak in insurance beyond the expected moment when eric hunter knocked one down and started to to push the illini away
0: weak side pulls it back to the corner for three hunter got it eric hunter with a three he's had seven points in this half for lead is four 50 to 46 pointer makers. here's Plummer. fell down lost the handle turnover hunter the other way for the layup Eric
1: Hunter come from. Brought to you by pekin Insurance. We've got plenty of texts I still gotta get to. If you're still hanging out and you want to chat, you can call into the fan line 217-356-9397. Evan and Mike recapping this Illinois loss here on the Fasteners, etc. postgame show. Did you know most workplace injuries are due to slips, trips, and falls? Regardless of the cause, make sure your employees are covered by workers' compensation benefits from Pekin Insurance. Pekin also offers a nurse-on-call program to help assess workplace injuries and how to handle them. And their loss control plan helps prevent accidents from happening in the first place. Learn more about the benefits for your business and your employees at PekinInsurance.com. Hey Illini
4: fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow!
5: We we lost our composure. We had a bad four-minute segment where we just we just kind of got out of sorts and... and uh, you know, it was it was nine threes. Uh, that's all we talked about was not giving them threes, and it was the other guys. You know, I'm I, I'm good. I'm good with Edie and and, Trevi and having all the two pointers they wanted. I I wasn't worried about that a lick, but uh, you can't give can't give up nine threes to, to a lot of them to the other guys. And again, Ivy got going, and he's really talented, and and uh, you know he hurt us in our ball screen coverage, and but. Um, you know, it's um, a tribute to them. They played great in the second half, and, and we hung in there, and and uh, just had a had a you know had a bad bad stretch in uh, in the second half. I thought we lost our composure. And took some really bad drives.
1: Brad Underwood talking about his team after the game, losing a little bit of mental composure, fighting from behind, trying to stop Jaden Ivey. And they just, they just can't do it. They fall to 17-6 and six on the year back here on the Fasters, etc. Post game show. Michael Tulip, Evan Kahn with you. Still waiting for the fan line to light up, so we'll go back to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. I like this text from the 217 texter. Good news is that we don't have to play Purdue again, and we have a great shot at winning the conference title. Bad news is that you could face them again in March, possibly twice. Don't know how many teams can match up with Purdue unless they have a solid night of shooting. They are tough. That's the that's what I would say all game long, and and that's what everybody knows, and you're probably thinking it too. Purdue is very good offensively, but it's not a team that you want to try to keep up with. It's a team that you have to stop, and you have to make sure that you keep getting stops, and you stack them up, and you get kills because... And maybe that was my biggest gripe with the the three point shooting in the second half is that they weren't shooting it with confidence, and then it felt like they were using the threes as a way to shoot themselves back into the game. And that's not how they were doing going to do it. If they were going to get back into the game, it was stopping Jaden Ivey Let Ed beat you all you want, but don't let Ivy get to the rim. And they weren't able to do that.
2: Well, that's that's I've been saying it all year at Purdue and. Anyone that would listen, like when I would text <laughs> with them, I don't care. If you have the personnel, I would never in a million years double E.D. Williams, especially Williams. The way he passes out of the post, now you got Stefanovic hitting threes. Now you got Ethan Morden hitting threes, Thompson hitting threes, Hunter hitting threes. And that's when you for sure cannot be Purdue. Um, you, you don't give yourself a chance to be Purdue at that point. And, and I, I talked about before, and I mentioned it, and this is probably the second time I've mentioned it on this show tonight. <laughs> If you play against Purdue, and same thing goes for Purdue in a game like that against Illinois, like great players have to be great. you know, and look, that's what you know that's what Ivy was tonight. And honestly, that's what Johnny Davis was against Purdue and Mackey.
1: Mm-hmm. and
2: and you can look back on that game and say, man, and this is I mentioned this before. Wisconsin probably looked at that game and said, "Oh wow, we beat Purdue because we didn't double the post, okay? You beat Purdue because Johnny Davis went off. And then they came into Champaign, the Badgers did, and said, oh, we did this (laughs) against Purdue, (laughs) so we're going to go single coverage against Kofi, and he eats you alive. So same thing in this game. Like, You can't be fooled by certain things that you do as a coach. You can't be fooled by it and think that it's the reason why you won the game. You have to try to look at it as objectively as possible. And, and, and And the texter's right. You could see that team. Again, you probably will see that team in the big 10 tournament, most likely. And, and just like last year, if you want to win it, you know, like those are the types of teams that you have to go through and man. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're on their way to being a one seed, uh, similar to Illinois last year. That doesn't make it any easier in the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, I mean, you may see them in a, in an elite eight, you may, and, and I think as time goes on, I, I think it's a, I do think it is a good matchup for Illinois. And I think, I think Illinois is actually a bad matchup for Purdue. And if this continues to happen and they continue to have these matchups, if I'm Purdue, I wouldn't want to see Illinois in, in an elite, a, in a sweet 16 in the big 10 tournament, because they're the type of team that when they're making shots and when they're not allowing these other players to go off, they can beat this Purdue team.
1: Yeah. Didn't want any 50, 50 booking with this. That's kind of what I was thinking. It's hard to, to beat a team a, a third time. and, and had Illinois won this, uh, you know, I'd be over the moon, and I'm not happy that they lost it. But yeah, now it's to the point where it's like, okay, if they face up again, you know, all bets are off. The Illini are, are going to be just so ready to to beat this team because, yes, it, it, Purdue's very good on offense, but they're awful on defense. And Kofi once again, didn't get comfortable until about 30 minutes into the game, and then he finally gets comfortable, and, and, and it's too late. And that doesn't open up the threes for everybody else. You know, Corbello and him still aren't getting a whole lot of run together to create their own offense. They're trying to have to play uh, apart from each other. So I think they're still figuring out those combinations as well. Uh, 217 Texter says, you shoot good, you look good, you shoot bad, you look bad. Yeah, that's that's not too far off. Uh, we got a couple of texters here. I think they've already got the headline for the News Gazette tomorrow. But these people throwing their hat in the ring. A Three one two texter says we got IO'd by Ivy. Feels bad, man. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. Uh, although the, a lot of comparisons between Io and Ivy, and, and that's understandable. I thought there was a, a there's a lot more finesse to Io's game. Johnny Davis and, and Jaden Ivy are are kind of bulls in a china shop kind of thing where it's just like nobody's going to stop me. Whereas Io just found ways to get open and and, and that's where he had the short jumper. These guys are just I'm gonna try to get five feet or, or within and, and so they're similar but but they are a, a little different. Two one seven texture says the Illini got poison ivy. There's a, another good headline and uh, a two one ten seven texture doesn't like the Illini's chances to win the Big Ten based off their schedule, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that. And this, we've said arguably, I don't think it's arguably anymore. It's not going to be an easy trip going back to Michigan State, but this was the hardest game left on the schedule, and uh, the Illini have bounced back very well. This was, this was kind of a, a layoff game. I, I think we saw the emotion and how excited they were for that win on Saturday and then you had to turn around and you had to get up uh, again on Tuesday and maybe that wore a little bit on him
2: for sure for sure and I, and I think this big 10 schedule that's that's what ends up it's the downside of the big 10 and it's the reason why you know a conference like the big 12 for example there's big 12 there's 10 teams you just play home and homes you know and then when when this race comes down to the end everybody's kind of on somewhat of an equal playing field but the two teams in the conference right now that are that are right up there that probably have the e- two easiest schedules the rest of the way are Ohio State and Wisconsin. Um, you know, Ohio State it feels like they haven't even played this year, uh, which, is, <laughs> which is which is which is kind of funny. But yeah, you no, know, I I think that all factors in, but you kind of just have to take it one game at a time. And um, I even thought going into this game, there's certain things that you can look at. I, I mean, Purdue, for example. They hadn't. They'd given up seventy plus points in the last five games, right? And then now you go back and look at Illinois, and they had given up, you know, under sixty in four of the five games. Mm -hmm. So something had to give here in this game. And and man, I I, you know I just thought at the end of the day, we talk about Ivy and and what he can do for that team. Schedule definitely matters. Um, I need to take a look at at Purdue's schedule. Um, I'm sure it's a little bit, you know. I'm sure it's a little bit on par with Illinois. Illinois obviously has a tough stretch here coming up. But Ohio State and Wisconsin for sure are in a good position, you know, to potentially to potentially win this thing. But these are all really good teams. So on any given night, you can win. But we've also seen in this league, that on any given night, you can lose no matter where this team's sitting at in the standings. So maybe not Nebraska, but, um, you know, but that really is the story when you look at it is what's the schedule? And how are these teams going to really prep themselves and, and try to hit an upward trajectory hitting into March?
1: Yeah, everybody else still has to to keep winning games, and they still got to keep playing uh, against these Big Ten teams. Uh, there, there's going to be a night, you know, Purdue has lost to, to Rutgers, and I can't even remember who their third loss was to. They they lost to Wisconsin Rutgers and somebody else. Indiana. But, Indi- yeah, duh, Indiana. You know, Indiana and Rutgers. At, like those aren't games that you would expect them to lose. So there's probably going to be another one. You know, there might be one on the Illini schedule where it's not so much a, of a post game like this because Purdue is probably the best team in the Big Ten, and we'd like to slate Illinois at number two. But um these are these are character building games. Uh, the Illini are, are going to get better from this, I, I imagine. They're going to get a, a good night's sleep, and, and since they've got a few days off, they'll they'll hit the film hard tomorrow. But uh we got uh, more thoughts coming up. Uh, still quiet on the fan line, but it is late here in East Central Illinois. So if you, you don't want to keep people up, send us a text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line here on the Fasters Etc. Postgame Show.
4: How well do you know your insurance company?
1: Uh, Well, I know I pay each month, and I'm covered.
4: Okay. Are you sure you have the best rates? Do you have the right coverage for your needs? Are you paying for things you don't need?
1: Well, I haven't
2: actually talked to my agent. I I just assumed...
1: Talk to a real person. Talk to someone local and see the difference.
2: Myers Insurance Group is local and independent, and we're
1: always here to talk. You are not a number. You're family. Myers Insurance Group. We work for you. When there's work to do, ground to break, earth to move, and a reputation to uphold, you need the durable Kubota RTV-X. Built with half-ton capabilities, industry-leading heavy-duty features, and a cargo bed that easily transitions into a second row of seating, the RTV-X is North America's number one selling diesel utility vehicle. Visit your local Kubota dealer and test drive one today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Berkey's at 2202 South High Cross Road in Urbana.
4: Hey Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number 1 in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow! Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say, let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net.
3: It's the Fasteners etc. postgame show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357.
0: Now to Plummer. Drive down the lane. Plummer, right corner pass, Curbello for three. Got it. Oh, Curbello. He giveth and he taketh (laughs) away. And he buries the three.
1: There was Andre Corbello in the first half, ending one of Wisconsin's many big runs. Cut the lead down, ended up regaining the lead before halftime, but Purdue runs away with it in the second half, win it by 16. Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show here with Evan and Mike. You can ring in on the fan line. We'll go back to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Jason and Moline kind of pointing out uh, one of the keys probably to Purdue's win in that the Illini from their complimentary players just didn't get a whole lot. Two of 14 combined from Frazier, Williams, and Grandison. And uh, can... Can Illinois get production out of the front court besides Kofi? Well, the idea is for Kofi to play thirty minutes, and whatever Payne and BBV do in there while they're in there is don't foul and play defense and and keep the the post as an off as an option. But um, that 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 was the the biggest thing to me is you you get two points from Frazier. Grandison had five points in the first four minutes. He has two points outside of that. Williams knocks down a three in the first ten minutes. He doesn't knock down a shot outside of that. We know in the Big Ten you, you've got to have multiple options going, and just not enough guys were hot tonight.
2: Yeah, I thought I, th- I thought Bosman's was the best defensive rebounder on this team tonight. I mean, he was ripping balls out of guys' hands, and but but the reality is with a guy like him, it's just it's hard to say, hey, we're going to play him for. 18 to 20 minutes tonight because you got the best, you know, one of the best centers in the entire country. So, you know, I, I think you look at, like I said, you know, you look at Grandison, two rebounds, Alfonso Plummer, zero rebounds. Trent had one rebound tonight. I mean, at some point, you know, you got to have guys really sticking their nose in there and that's not to question anybody's toughness because I watched Trent Frazier almost get his knee blown off tonight and he came back out to finish out the game, but you you just, you have to find a way. And and sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. I understand that the Travion Williams missed free throw short, That kind of pinballs off a guy's hands back into his hands. He hits two free throws. I mean that was kind of a backbreaking play, but, but yeah, it's funny. There's, there's, there were two guys I thought off the bench tonight for Illinois that I thought rebounded at a high level. The stats don't really reflect it because it was three rebounds and two rebounds, but RJ Melendez goes and grabs rebounds. Mm -hmm. it, It is, he has some rebounds where you just sit back and say, whoa, you know, he just he's almost like Spider-Man. He kind of just goes in there and snatches it out of the air. And um, I I'll, I'll probably I, I'm gloating about him because he's just I, I think he really is going to be special for them moving forward. Um, he's going to start to peak a little bit, you know, this year as a freshman, um, you know, towards the end here in terms of what he can make this freshman season. But you need to get other contributions elsewhere. And, and, and Illinois has had that. That's what that's been their strength. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have it, it it obviously doesn't go in your favor. So, yeah, I, I mean the defensive rebound we've talked about it at I know I've talked about it nauseum. They've obviously taken care of the ball well, but shoot, you got to put the ball in the basket and you got to come down with it on the other end.
1: Yeah, there's a, another texter uh, singing the the praises of R.J. Melendez, and I was thinking back, and w- was this maybe your your senior year, or you were still on the team? Malcolm Hill's freshman year this was about the time that him and Kendrick Nunn started getting a little more tick. You start believing in them. They start believing in themselves a little more. And you said it earlier, he has essentially taken Coleman Hawkins' minutes. And because he is 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", and he can get those boards, he could play big minutes here down the stretch.
2: For sure. And you mentioned it. I was a sophomore when Malcolm and Kendrick Started to really come alive. Okay. And it's funny. And and I'll go back and I'll I'll always say this that first game of the year, really the first two games of the year, Kendrick and I played about the same minutes, as crazy as that sounds. But I, I knew the system. I'd been in there for a year. And then Kendrick is just Kendrick, and he's a freak athlete, and he can guard and he can shoot it and he can do all those things. So I knew that my minutes were definitely going to dwindle. And it's the same thing with a guy like RJ Melendez, where they start to peak a little bit. I I remember, I mean Malcolm Hill and Kendrick Dunn were inserted into the starting lineup over two seniors on our team. It was Johnny Icky and Joe Bertrand, who were both starting at the time. And then you you put these two guys in, and we go get a road win at Penn State. Kendrick has 19 points. It's a big corner three So I think, put us up four with, like, 30 seconds left. And then, you know, he went on to, to have, I think, a 20-point performance at Minnesota, and we won at the barn. And, and it really sparked us a little bit. Now, that, now is R.J. Melendez going to enter the starting lineup over any of these guys? No. But he can still offer minutes, and and I know he played ten tonight. He may play fourteen on Sunday, and like that may be a, you may get creative with those minutes to try to get him on the floor a little bit more because he does positive things when he's out there.
1: Yeah, I and I think maybe the the biggest thing that I'd like to see him out there for it is just the size. We've seen it uh, the the last two games when they're just running out those lineups. I said it. I think it's sports talk when you're running out there with six one Frazier and six foot Plummer and six foot. Cabrillo and 6'3", Demonte Williams. It's tough to to face against teams that are matching up two three four inches taller uh, across the board. So Melendez, he, he brings the offense and he brings the defense and he brings some size. So uh, looking forward to to what he can bring here uh, as we come down the stretch in the the Big Ten. We need to get to our keys to the game, although we've mentioned them kind of throughout here on the post game show. Brought to you by Hickory. River Smokehouse for real Texas barbecue is Hickory River Smokehouse. Dine and drive through and pick up order online at hickoryriver.com and by Hickory Point Bank. Mike, we'll go to your keys first.
2: Yeah, we mentioned the, the rebounding, right? And I know I'll keep saying it over and over again, but you know, put it this way Purdue takes, you know, misses 30 shots tonight. They're 31 for 61. They get 11 back. That's almost. 37%, 37%, you know, when you talk about offensive rebounding percentage and 37% will put you in like the top 25%, you know, percent, or I guess top 25 in the country. Um, if you rebound at that rate, so you can, you can tell why it hurts a team like Illinois. And, and, and yeah, obviously the outside shooting was, was an issue. Um, you know, but finding ways to, to not let these 8-0 runs turning turn into 19 to three runs. I think that's, that's really the story, but the rebounding for sure is at the top of
4: the list.
1: Yeah, I agree with all those. And probably the, the one that I would add it is just Purdue's ability to get downhill in the second half. Illinois just could not outside of feeding it to Kofi, Purdue was pushing the Illini 20, 30 feet away from the basket. They were running their offense out there for 20 seconds and then trying to to run a shot. And Purdue, we we know with Ivy, he was getting downhill. They were getting looks for Hunter and and Edie. Mostly, he was cleaning up. I think all of his points in the second half came on second-chance looks. They weren't even feeding it to him, and Williams didn't score in the second half either. So, it was their guard's ability to get downhill. Illinois, not able to get downhill Purdue outscores the by 18 in the second half, and they win it by 16. Those are our keys to the game. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community, Hickory Point Bank Invested, and Hickory River Smokehouse. Coming up to the end here on the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. There's nothing better than real Texas barbecue, and no better place to get it than Hickory River Smokehouse. Every cut of beef brisket, turkey breast, pork shoulder, and on-the-bone chicken are rubbed with a signature spice
4: blend and infused with real hickory smoke for a juicy, award-winning flavor. Add one of their famous sides and
3: it's a meal. Open for drive-thru, takeout, dine-in, and caterings, and don't forget you can skip the drive-thru line and order online at hickoryriver.com. Can't wait to see you at one of the Central Illinois Hickory River locations: Urbana, Decatur, Springfield, and Peoria. Hi,
4: I'm Dan Marker with Hickory Point Bank. Running a local business is tough. We get it, because Hickory Point Bank is a local business too. As one of Central Illinois' leading locally owned banks, we have been serving Champaign-Urbana businesses and families for years. Most importantly, we know and understand the issues you face every day, because we face them too. Join us. See the local difference. Hickory Point Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. Hey, Alania fans! Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke plans world number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow!
5: Kofi was terrific, and um, you know, I thought that uh, um, you know we, we we got him the ball in, in in the right areas, and you know, I thought we were uh, a little bit out of sorts in terms of our 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 um, you know our kickouts and and guys stepping in to make shots. You know, we we got. Great looks, and you know you can't shoot uh, eight for 26 or whatever we were, and and um, you know we, I think we were 0 for nine or 10 at one one point in the second half. But uh, uh, you gotta make shots, and uh, we got good looks. We got five or six really good looks, and and from three that didn't go, and all those are because of, uh, of Kofi in the middle.
1: Here's coach, Brad Underwood, after the game, talking about his offensive highs and lows for his team in this loss to Purdue. Illini fall to 10-3 in the Big Ten, 17-6 overall. Purdue moves to 21-3 and 10-3 in the Big Ten with the win. Fasteners, et cetera, game show here with Mike and Evan. Just a few minutes left here in the day, and... In the post-game show, you can give us a call with your thoughts, 217-356-9397, or text in the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, as many a folk have done here on this late-night post-game show. Read a couple of those texts here. Scott in Bloomington had a good one. Ivy is a pro. Credit to Purdue for making him the focus in the second half. Missing open looks was the difference. Seemed like the second-half rotation was a little out of sync Not sure what Painter was doing, leaving his starters in and running some offense late. You know what they say about karma? Also, doesn't an engineering school not have a shot clock that works seriously? Thanks for the text there, Scott. Uh, A lot of good thoughts. And kind of what we're we're talking about with Melendez getting more minutes, and they're still figuring out working Corbello in and, and Kofi played more in the second half actually it wasn't so much there but they're they're figuring out the rotations once again and and, you know this isn't the the best time to to be doing it or or the easiest time on the road uh, against the number three team in the country but with so many pieces that they have I think they played 11 guys in the first half not even in the second half when you're playing the the walk-on guys Uh, they have so much talent they're whoever's working it, it, that night is good but the chemistry might be off at times
2: yeah I think it's by committee I, I think it's really easy to have a rotation when you don't have a lot of good players it's hard to have a rotation when you when you do have a lot of good players and, and part of it you've seen this this almost you know administered by Brad Underwood where you know hey we're gonna roll out four five six reserves in the first half and your two minutes that you play will determine how many more you play in the game. And it's kind of been the Coleman Hawkins story, um, you know, over the last month or so, it's just put them in there. And for those first two minutes, if, it, if it's good, Coleman Hawkins, you may see 12 minutes. If it's bad, Coleman Hawkins, you may see four minutes. And, and that's kind of the the theme for a lot of these guys. And it's really whoever has it going and not a lot of coaches and not a lot of teams have that luxury. Um, but man, you, you're going to, you're definitely going to see a lot of Andre Curbelo off the bench. I, I've mentioned you're going to see a lot more R.J. Melendez. I think Goody's great in certain moments where he can come in. And um, I mentioned he always seems to hit a big first half three. He didn't get one tonight, um, But, yeah, I, I mean, Payne's going to be good in certain scenarios. Bosman's Redonk's going to be good in certain scenarios. When you have a low post threat, um, you know, Payne, much more of a run and jump guy. So you have options all over the place. And I know that makes it sound like it's easier to coach. Makes it harder. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does. So, How they manage that for the rest of February leading into March, I think is going to end up being the story and kind of really determine their trajectory heading into not only the big 10 tournament, but the NCAA tournament. A
1: a texter wanted to see Coleman Hawkins on on Ivy. And I think we're, we're kind of at that point. There was a a point in time where maybe you you try those kinds of things after the, the Ron Harper game, but um, Coleman kind of, he's dealing with more what RJ did in the first half. It's he he's just trying to figure, figure out his way and find his confidence. I think on both ends of the floor again and, and throwing him out there against a a top five pick, probably not the way to build up his confidence. I, I think that's where he's at right now. He just needs to see some shots go in and, and, get some stops and see some tick on the floor. And maybe I don't think that was the way to do it here tonight. two and seven texter asking what painter and Underwood were arguing about. And I think that's what, what Scott was referring to their, their old school ancient shot clock that doesn't have a decimal point. You know, at one point it said seven seconds for seven tenths of a second. When there was the whole air ball shot clock reset thing, that's, that's what they were, were figuring out, and I don't think it was an argument. Painter's been singing Coach Underwood's praises since before he, he got to Champagne, and and I think they, they've got a, a pretty good friendship as many of the Big Ten coaches do. And uh, one more text here before we get our, our final break in. Uh, wanted to see some timeouts in the second half. I don't remember exactly if or, or when any timeouts were called, and I go back and forth on this. Sometimes I, I think... Timeouts when other teams are on the on a run can feed into it. I think sometimes if there's things that coaches see that they can fix, they'll call a timeout. But maybe maybe he did call a timeout, or maybe this was just one of those nights where he thought that Illinois could have executed and got some stops, and they just weren't doing that.
2: I I had two college coaches um, in my career. One was John Gross, and one was Scott Nagy. John Gross called a timeout. Yeah, all the time. Uh all the time. Scott Nagy ne- like literally never they could be at 15-0 run. He is not calling a timeout, especially on the road. And you know, Underwood did in the first half after Gillis hit his second three from the top of the key. He ended up calling a timeout. But I, I, I don't know. Sometimes you sometimes you really do have to play through it. Um timeouts really get really get the opposing crowd into it. I think you there are ways to be creative with it um you know sometimes it, the best way to call it, best time to call a timeout is you know if, if there's a foul for the opposing team and then you know you let them sit on the bench they come out they miss free throws i mean there's certain ways to do it like i said i mean it's easier said than done mm-hmm. but yeah every coach has a different philosophy on those things and you know I, you can't be calling all of them cuz you never know it could go into you know one of those games where you need those timeouts at the end and you don't want to just burn them like crazy and say, "Hey, we got one timeout for the last nine minutes here." And coaches do that. Yeah, coaches do that. We're like on the road; they get they get timeout happy, and then now you you have a comeback, and you're and you're wishing you had a few of those. So, you know, I like I said, every coach does it different, and Underwood opted not to take a lot of timeouts in the second half, and I, I really didn't think that had any impact on the game.
1: Yeah, a lot different times than, than when there used to be five and six timeouts in college basketball when you, when you only got four. Uh, you got to be creative. And, and maybe that was kind of a, along the line of thinking, too. If, if the Illini could have gotten back into it, hopefully you have those tr- timeouts down the stretch. But uh, Illini unable to, to fix it on the fly here tonight against Purdue on the road. Uh, we're going to hit the refresh on the text line. can give us a call if you're still up here in the wee hours uh, of the evening, 217-356-9397. Final Call, Faster's Etc. Postgame Show. Life is to be enjoyed. You shouldn't have to spend a minute worrying about your insurance coverage. Your independent Pekin Insurance agent has you covered with auto, home, business, and life insurance. <laughs> I, I they like also the offer RV and motorcycle coverage, high-risk auto policies, identity theft <laughs> resolution like services, have, water and sewer line breakage coverage, have, and more. To uh, request uh, a quote, visit PekinInsurance.com or call like, your local yeah, independent Pekin nice Insurance agent.
4: <laughs> <insurance but laughs> Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say, let going on. online. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax. Call Max. You can visit MXElectric.net. Hey Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Number 1 in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow! Best of luck to all the players and coaches during today's game. This is Angela Carr with Prospect Bank. Go Illini!
5: We're still in first. Right, exactly. I mean, we're still in first. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's last time I checked, everybody gets dinged, and <laughs> right. and it's 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 a loss. Uh, we didn't play very well, and they had a lot to do with that. And uh, you can't give up 65% shooting, in, in the second half. But uh, uh, again, it's it's one of the things that uh, you know we, we got to grow from, and you know you, you you get dinged, and and you move on, and you learn from it. And uh, you know, I think we're I don't know we we we've got. Uh, Northwestern coming in, who's who's playing exceptionally well. So it's it's put this one to bed and and figure out what you didn't do well and learn from it and uh, move on to the next.
1: Yeah, it's officially move on to the next time here on the Fasteners Etc. post game show as we put a bow on this Illinois loss to Purdue. Evan Kahn Mike Latulip, with you, just. Yeah, uh, not the greatest second half from the Illini, especially defensively, but um, Purdue's a a really good team, and uh, I I think the schedule lays out a a little better for the Illini this time following a loss than the last time they had a loss that led to -to back-to-back Ls. They get to come back home on Sunday against a team that they just beat barely, and I think they know that they should have beat them by more. They're going to be ready. They're they're going to get back up. And and if, if there's a, a team that, that doesn't match up well with the Illini, I mean, there's a, a number of them. I don't think Northwestern does either. I don't think Pete Nance is going to have, have the same kind of game and the Illini get back on track because they're going to have to go back out on the road again next week.
2: Yeah, and that Northwestern game was weird <laughs> the first time around. It was just kind of a, a slog and, and came down to really DeMonte Williams in the last two and a half minutes playing great defense on Nance and getting the offensive rebound put back for a dunk. And you don't want another one of those games with Northwestern. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're they're the type of team where if you like, they won tonight, 59, 51. Right. So they're, they're, they're accustomed to being in the fifties and in the sixties and winning ugly. You know, I think you really need to find ways to get that offense going. And, you know, Kofi was, was great tonight. You know, it's just more these, these perimeter players. And I know Plummer was good in the first half, but, getting Trent going again, hopefully that he's not waking up with, with too much of a sore bone bruise. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I think, I think Curbelo has just kind of shown flashes, right? It's like every other game at this point, And you hope that he can string a few together. Uh, he, he's been great for the free throw line. He's he's shooting a little bit more confidently mm-hmm. in these last couple of games. And, uh, and that's going to bode well moving forward. These teams aren't going to honor that when he's still sitting at 18 to 20% from three. So Yeah, against a team like Northwestern, especially you just you find ways. I know like they didn't have Corbello in that game, Uh, you know he Mm -hmm. was out with COVID, so that's another guy that can break down that defense and and alleviate some of that pressure for for Trent. Um, But you know you're not going to get another one for seven over four, no free throw game from Trent. Mm -hmm. You know he's too good to have back to back games like that. So uh, I think they they'll have a chip on their shoulder. Still first in the conference. You have a tie, you know, three way tie. You should have all the you know, all the motivation in the world going into that game Sunday.
1: So much madness in the Big Ten today. As Mike just said, Wisconsin over Michigan State. So we sit at a three-way tie for first place in the Big Ten, but Illinois is one of those three teams. And uh, uh, maybe some, some good karma here from a text message coming in under the wire. 785 Texter says, In 1989, Illinois beat Michigan twice. But... Who won whenever it mattered? Sadly, that was Michigan. So maybe it can work out the same way for the Illini in the in the Purdue and, and Purdue this time uh, going back around. But um, yeah, I, I want this matchup again. I, I said it on Sports Talk last week. I'd love to see Illinois Arizona again, especially on a, a neutral court. and And I want to see this matchup one more time at least, and and throw it on a neutral court and. and and we'll, we'll see see who can win it. But uh, Purdue gets the best of them tonight, and, and we'll be back on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday for Northwestern. Pre-game starts at 11, game day at 1, and Mike coming back for postgame on, on that one as well?
2: Might as well. Might as well at this point, right? I mean, I, I know I just got my first postgame L under my belt. This was your first um, one. Luckily, it's uh, 1 a.m. in Orlando right now where I'm at. So, um, you know, grinding through this Eastern time zone, but should be an earlier one on, on Sunday. So I'll definitely be there for it.
1: All right. Well, we'll let you get to bed. Thanks for staying up late with us, breaking this one down. Appreciate everybody who texted in. And if you called in and I missed it, I'm extremely sorry. I didn't reply to the text messages either, but we saw all your thoughts. We tried to get them all on. And hopefully you come back with us on Sunday.
3: Sorry we couldn't get you a better result, but we'll do it again. Talk to you later. The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1493.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.